My name is Ronnie Grayer, and this is the Monthly Safety Podcast for December of 2010. First, a little bit about me. I'm a Greyhound driver now for the past 19 and a half years. I've been in the driver instructor program for the past five and a half, and I currently drive out of Syracuse, New York. So as I said, it's uh, December, the end of the year, and uh, looking forward to a happy and healthy new year, obviously. But um, as we wind down the year, uh, we're finding a lot of winter weather out there uh, in all kinds of places where we expect it and in some places where we perhaps don't expect it. Uh, I have some friends in South Florida that reported temperatures uh, in the 30s, which was uh, extremely surprising, Um, but things like that do happen. Um, And up my way, uh, for those of you that are not familiar with it, uh, in Syracuse we've seen five feet of snow uh, as of the middle of December, and winter officially begins on December 21st, which is today, the day I'm recording this podcast. Uh, and we've seen uh, five feet of snow already. Just to put some, give you some perspective, uh, New York City, the average annual snowfall is somewhere on the order of about uh, 39 inches. Um, and so we've seen more snow uh, in the first half of December than they'll see for the entire winter. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, and interestingly enough, we haven't seen any schedule cancellations that I'm aware of. Uh, we did have an incident um, in Buffalo where the New York State Thruway was closed in the Buffalo area and uh, drivers had to go around, uh, follow a posted detour, but uh, we haven't seen any cancellations, which is a real testament to uh, the skills of our drivers to operate in adverse weather, uh, to adjust, uh, but to keep on going and, and get our passengers where they need to go uh, as long as we feel safe doing that. And obviously, um, maybe some drivers from some other areas uh, might not have that same comfort level, and uh, you know that would be a different story. You have to always feel comfortable when you're driving, uh, and no one can tell you uh, how you feel. So it's important um, to, if you don't feel safe, to continue, uh, which has happened to all of us. It's happened to me uh, that you're going to find a safe place to stop and call OSC and advise them uh, what's going on, and most importantly, communicate with your passengers. But the most important thing of that whole last sentence is to find a safe place to stop. Uh, And that's really important. We don't want to just stop on the shoulder of the road. We want to make sure that where we stop is wide enough and strong enough to support the bus, that we're completely off the traveled portion of the road, and if at all possible, that there are facilities available for our passengers and ourselves. That's why it's so important when we drive, just on a regular basis, to be aware of our surroundings, to look at the road signs, things like truck stops and rest areas and uh, places that you can park and perhaps even get mechanical assistance at some of these truck stops and service plazas and so on. It's really important to be aware of these things because when we have a problem, it's nice to be able to uh, plan your uh, approach and figure out where you can stop uh, if you need to stop on the side of the road. But let's talk about uh, when we don't stop, when we when we keep on driving, um, when the conditions deteriorate because uh, sometimes you know conditions get better and worse as you go. And we have to make adjustments. One of the most important things is that when you're driving in the winter and it's snowing uh, or it's been snowing, um, that if you see snow on the road, if you see snow in the air, you need to reduce your speed. This is something that really bugs me. Uh, I see a lot of drivers that, uh, in in all vehicles, I'm not just picking on uh, our drivers, uh, that don't adjust their speed uh, in adverse weather, um, especially if the temperatures are in the 20s and you see what appears to be water spray coming off of other vehicles' tires, you have to keep in mind 
that the road salt that is applied to the road in many areas will uh, lower the freezing temperature of the uh, precipitation of the snow and ice. So it will appear to be liquid, but in fact, there will be areas where there are patches of ice. There may be uh, areas where the snow blows across the road, and that causes reduced traction. And the bottom line is that you need to slow down in adverse weather. Certainly, if the temperatures are below freezing and there is some snow on the road, you need to reduce your speed. I say that because, again, I see, and some of our drivers too, that seem to feel uh, that either time is the most important thing or they just become a little bit too complacent, a little bit too relaxed, uh, but it's really important. Again, the Greyhound standard, as we all know, says that you should reduce your speed by a minimum of 50% in snow. Reduce your speed, increase your following distance to a minimum of 8 seconds in snow, uh, 9 in ice and sleet. And another thing to keep in mind is that even if you feel that you have good control of your bus, uh, that doesn't um, minimize the chance of the vehicles in front of you losing control or even coming upon complete stop traffic because someone has lost control and is blocking the road. You have to be prepared for the unexpected, and that means that you have to drive at such a speed in any condition that if you need to slow down or stop, that you'll be able to slow down or stop in time uh, before you strike uh, any uh, stop traffic. So you need to remember that when you're driving in bad weather that uh, accidents uh, increase and the road may be blocked. And also we have many slow-moving vehicles out there, which is another important thing, uh, snow plows. When we follow a snow plow, we need to leave a lot of room. Snow plows have a very limited area of visibility, the drivers do, and so you need to follow them way back. You can't see around them as well. And also, if you're going to pass a snowplow, uh, you need to do so with some caution um, and realize that the operator of that plow, again, has limited visibility, and the plow may be traveling at, at 15 miles an hour. In some areas, they may travel up to approximately 35 miles an hour. But it's a slow-moving vehicle. Other drivers may be very hesitant to pass, and uh, you're going to need to um, kind of straddle your lane, perhaps occupy part of the next lane in order to get by uh, because of the width of the snowplow. So you need to keep that in mind. Um, a couple of th other things I wanted to mention. Um, you know, as in all time that you drive, especially in the in the uh, winter time when maybe there's a little bit of stress placed on us, make sure that you come to work properly rested, uh, prepared to work, um, that you perform your pre and post trip and tire inspections as you always would. Just because it's cold, just because it's snowing, it's windy, that doesn't mean that we cut corners in those areas. So it's really important to make sure that you do that just the same as you always have. And it should be a routine. It's not something that you necessarily think a whole lot about. Again, we're going to reduce our speed according to the weather, road, and uh, traffic conditions. Uh, make sure that you're checking your mirrors on a regular basis, a minimum of five to eight seconds. And we've got at least a six-second following distance at all times on dry pavement. And we don't want to be what they call a distracted driver. So you want to keep all distractions to a minimum. Uh, whatever you do, your phone should be turned off, and it should not be something that you're checking while you're driving. That's something that you check when you stop, when you have a moment to get out of the seat and uh, go inside the agency or where you're stopping at the fast food place or whatever it is, and that's when you'll check your phone. You need to turn that thing off, and you need to put it out of sight and out of mind. Uh, if you have an emergency, if you need to make a call, if you need to receive a call, you need to stop at a safe place 
and that's the time when you're going to use your phone. And this is really important. And I encourage you to do the same thing when you're driving your personal vehicle. To try to put that phone aside. I know that we have uh, Bluetooth hands-free devices, uh, and there's all kinds of innovations in many vehicles it's built in. But uh, talking on the phone does take away from your attention. It does divide your attention, I should say. And um, doing two things at once, there's a good chance that both of them are going to be done a little bit less efficiently than if you did one thing at a time. So if you're driving and talking on the phone, both the driving and the talking on the phone are going to suffer a little bit. So let's try to think about that to avoid distractions. Obviously, text messaging is just not even something we're going to discuss. Um, there is federal uh, legislation uh, in place right now that addresses text messaging by drivers of uh, trucks and buses over 10,000 pounds. I think I've mentioned this before. Fines range up to $2,750 uh, if you're sending or receiving text messages while driving the bus. Obviously, that's not something that we're going to do, but I thought I would mention it because it does it does play a role when we see other drivers on the road uh, sending and receiving text messages and making phone calls and checking emails. And, uh, you know, I wonder how many hands people have because I figure you need uh, two hands and two feet to drive. Many vehicles, certainly large trucks, and we see drivers that are, you know, using both hands for something and perhaps have a foot up on the window in the summertime and I'm getting off on a tangent. But, you know, we need to be aware of drivers that are not paying attention and leave lots of room to allow them uh, room away from us. Um, as we bring the year to a close and we look forward to uh, 2011, um, there is one thing I wanted to mention. We had a driver uh, that was based out of Jacksonville, Florida, that was involved in a, a serious accident there in South Carolina. I'm sure you've heard about it. Uh, our bus, uh, initially it seemed that our bus ran into the back of a log truck. Um, as the details came out and we heard additional reports, um, the information that I've gotten is that uh, the log truck was on the side of the road on the shoulder and began to pull away without signaling at a very slow speed. And um, one of the logs was kind of sticking out a little bit to one side and it caught the front of the bus and the two vehicles kind of became locked together. Um, and the logs just penetrated deep into the bus. The driver was pinned in. He had lost an arm. He was in a coma. The last thing that I heard was that the arm was successfully reattached and that the driver was awake and conscious. So that's a very good thing. But it does bring to mind something that's very important that we've talked about before, and that is uh, passing disabled or stopped vehicles on the side of the road. We have to use extreme caution when doing that. Um, if you see a vehicle on the side of the road, don't take a chance. If you can move over, you need to move over. If you cannot move over, you need to slow down, reduce your speed at least 20 or 25 miles an hour, uh, and use caution beyond the horn and be aware. Disabled vehicles, uh, stopped vehicles, parked vehicles present a real hazard to us because we don't know what that driver is going to do, if a door is going to come open, if the driver is going to pull out without signaling. Um, we never want to assume so if at all possible, if you see any type of a hazard on the side of the road, and a disabled vehicle certainly presents a hazard, uh, you want to try to move over if at all possible, and if not, reduce your speed greatly and sound your horn and use extreme caution. Um, this is something that's also very important if you're driving on a road where there are no shoulders or a very narrow shoulder. Sometimes you'll see signs that say, uh, watch for disabled vehicles, watch for stopped vehicles, and that's the reason why. And one example I'll give is the mass turnpike the last section uh going into boston they've got a lot of signs posted there 
and there's no shoulder. There are a few emergency pull-offs, but for the most part, if a vehicle uh, breaks down, it's going to break down in the road, and it's a very dangerous thing. So be aware of that. Again, I want to say that uh, if you do find yourself driving in uh, adverse weather, uh, please reduce your speed, use caution, you know, use good common sense uh, like we would in any vehicle. Obviously, if it's raining, if it's snowing, if there's uh, sleet, if there's ice, it's going to take you longer to stop. Uh, your traction is going to be reduced, and it also affects other drivers, and it affects your visibility. Make sure that you're before you leave that your defroster and your windshield wipers are working correctly um, and make sure that you have washer fluid you know that's something you want to check on your pre-trip and uh, that way we can make sure that uh, we do the best we can to go out there and and face all the different types of conditions that we'll uh, encounter uh, while we're driving the bus in this lovely weather but i do want to wish everybody uh, a happy holiday season um, and a safe new year and uh, look forward to talking again in January.